0: So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. We're here with Zberg. We're gonna ask her some questions today. I'm gonna to start. What inspired you to start making music?
1: Wow, just go straight in there. Yeah, yep. just hit him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't actually. I was making a joke. What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs>
0: what inspired you to start making music?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. I I started making music so young that I I was like one of those annoying kids that just would walk around singing before I really talked so what inspired me to play music only a baby's mind can tell you you know and I barely remember that baby all
2: right (laughs) simple (laughs) (laughs) all right cool (laughs) can you tell us a little bit a little bit about your writing process
1: um my writing process is kind of different every time. Um, I think there's no real like one solid formula to write a song, but I find a lot of the time when I write songs, I kind of write every piece of it at once.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's almost like I black out and wake up and I've written a song and I'm like, oh, why why, hello <laughs> sir, it's fancy meeting you here. Um, there, There is truly like some kind of just strange, mystical part of it. And also I think I'm so, um, uh, emotionally stunted that I don't know how to talk about my feelings or really process or understand them. So it's only when I write songs that, like, the feelings that I've been suppressing in my subconscious come out, and I'm like, well, that is what was bothering you, young lady. Great job. Okay. Get a therapist. All right.
0: <laughs> Felt that. Um, well, that's awesome. But um, so what artists are your biggest inspirations when you're writing music? <laughs>
1: It uh, kind of depends on, on the moment. Um, I think for this record, this record is a record I've been wanting to make since I was a little kid, basically. Um, and N- Nico's Chelsea Girl had, like, a really huge effect on me as a kid. And I always kind of had this dream of making, like, a Nico and Nick Drake record of just, like, finger-picking and strings and sort of lush string arrangements like Dusty Springfield and that that kind of vibe, you know? Um so that was kind of a huge part um, of, of the influence in making this record. If you dive back into my, my back catalog, it's like every record I make sounds completely fucking different cause I have quite eclectic music taste. Yeah. So depending on you know, how frisky I'm feeling at any given moment, you just never know what's going to come out. Mm-hmm. All
3: right. All right. Makes sense.
1: Is someone making dinner in the background? That might Who's be my mom, that? yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> What's your mom's name? Carrie. Carrie? Yeah. That's my mom's name. Bro. Oh my God. How does she spell it normally, though?
0: No, with an I.
1: Wow, interesting. My mom's name is spelled K C A R Y, mm-hmm. like, because she's named after Carrie Grant. She's a really cool lady. Our moms have the same name.
3: Yeah.
2: So. Your mom should like meet and have, like a carry party or something.
1: A carry party. <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't we know,
1: just like... we we they they meet and we orchestrate dousing them with blood. Yes. Mm-hmm. A carry party. Yeah. A carry
2: party. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Um so congrats on your album release. Yes. It is fantastic, honestly. Um how do you feel about the response to it so far?
1: Um so far people have been really nice, I mean, they've been really nice to my face and that's all I can really ask for. You never know what kind of shit people are talking behind my back. Probably a lot, but the response has been pretty overwhelmingly wonderful, which is nice yeah. to hear. Well, you yeah. know? well, the
0: positive part is good to hear, not the possible shit talking behind the back. Yeah. That's not good
1: I just it. like to assume that's always happening because in my life it generally is. Okay. <laughs> I get that.
0: Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, so what does the album title mean? Is there any deep meaning behind it?
1: Well, what you how old are you?
0: I'm 17. I think I connected the dots with Glory before mm-hmm. this this started. So,
1: Do you guys still read Shakespeare in school? Yes. No. Good answer, sir. What the fuck, young lady? You don't <laughs> no, read Shakespeare? <laughs> no, I, I read Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, not even close. Correlations.
2: <laughs> But that's what I read
1: wow that's crazy um yeah, yeah I mean it's a it's a Hamlet pun okay. <laughs> oh <All> okay
3: right.
1: <laughs> cause I know what kids like you know Shakespeare references like lame puns or yeah. sweeping orchestral music you know that's like what the kids are into these days
2: yeah, yeah. exactly, of course. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so where was your headspace while writing the album
3: oh <laughs> <laughs>
0: all over the fucking map you,
1: you've listened to it right yeah. <laughs> and like half of my like my social media presence is people just like dming me like are you okay and i'm like oh. no i'm not okay do i sound okay do i seem okay to you i did, i actually did a podcast interview this morning that is gonna be really really interesting because i had just woken up and i was just so because it wasn't video it was like just audio and so i really wasn't thinking about the fact that like we're recording all of this you're going to use it And I basically, I talked about my record for like two minutes and the rest of the time I just talked about the show Fringe (laughs) and about (laughs) how I believe it's a documentary about 2020. And the only explanation for how bad things are are that parallel universes are converging and creating holes in our reality. This went on for like 40 minutes. And then I spilled coffee on myself and I told him I spilled coffee on myself. And I was like, hold on, I gotta go clean my shirt. Took my shirt off, I'm topless now. How's this interview going? And I'm like, this is all being recorded.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> this is going to be on the internet somewhere.
1: So the answer is no, I'm not fine. <laughs> okay. So that that's the
0: headspace okay. there, not fine. Not fine. Sounds good. Solid. <laughs>
1: Simple. Yeah. Um so
0: on this record, uh what song took the longest to write and what song is your favorite?
1: Fucking Sophie's choice over here, Jesus. <laughs> um well, it's interesting cuz the record like these songs span 10 years. Damn. Um because I've been I've been in band since I was fifteen, and I started writing these songs when I was twenty. And I just never I never had like a chance I never had time to make a solo record. I was just always in bands, and I went from band to band. And so I started writing these like so fucking long ago. So you know like the oldest song on this record is "Calm Before the Storm," which I wrote when I was twenty. Oh. Um, so it's interesting something like that that is written so long ago but also just feels like i could have written it yesterday basically this record is indicative of my complete lack of personal growth that i've changed absolutely not even at all and i've learned from none of my mistakes over the course of 10 years so they all still really resonate you know (laughs) so that's a plus Uh, yeah I'm sorry, I feel like more like I'm doing like stand up instead of doing an interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: okay, it works. It's yeah, fine. it's working. It's I don't know, you're answering the question somewhat.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
0: I mean that's all that is.
1: I don't think I've properly answered a single one of your questions, but I you mean know like what? you've
0: danced but around it, so like it's better than <laughs> it's some great. interviews we've had. So
1: <laughs> Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> um, are you able to answer what song is your favorite though?
1: Oh, sorry. Um, right now, I think it always changes, you uh-huh. know, that is kind of what always happens with me. But right now, I feel like Berg and I is my is my favorite child right now.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Um, Berg and I is a, it's based on a Borges short story called Borges and I. And it's a beautiful uh, and super psychedelic short story that you should look up if you haven't read it, which I assume you haven't because I don't even fucking teach your ass Shakespeare anymore. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's, yeah, it's kind of an examination of the self as self and the self as other, particularly as an artist and as a, the version of yourself that you create as a, as the artist and what he likes and who he is. And then this other sort of shadow person that falls you. Um, but it's also about like getting fucking blackout wasted all the time and doing terrible things and being like, did I actually do this? Does this count? Am I a terrible person? Who Mm -hmm. exactly am I? So mm. basically my whole record is about just like really base hedonistic uh tendencies but through the guise of like purple prose and sweeping strings so it makes it sound fancy when in fact i'm just talking about like getting fucked up in my 20s. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> um, all right. All Are you guys going to be okay after this?
3: Oh, <laughs> <No>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. going
1: to be okay. Yeah. Oh. What else you got?
0: A lot. (laughs) Way too many.
2: Oh, okay. So, how did the collab with Ryan happen? Like, did you guys sit down and say, "Okay, let's write a Christmas song," or did you write it first and then just said, "Hey, I need another like vocal."
1: We we did actually. I had the idea. I was like, "Let's fucking write a Christmas song." You know, it just seemed like it would be fun. It was. It was around Christmas time, and I i thought that it was a it was a great idea for us to write a christmas song because we have this really like traumatic christmas based
3: experience
1: together and i thought instead of writing like a merry christmas isn't it nice and snowy that it would be nice to write like a christmas trauma song Mm -hmm. you know because that's just like my personal brand yeah (laughs) Yeah. christmas is over nerds Yeah. yeah um is that gardener really loud? Is this terrible? They're coming no. for me. Uh, okay. Really? I
0: mean, yeah, my I mom was anything. cooking in the background, so the gardener's fine.
1: I like how just, like, identifiable that sound was. It's like the sound of your mother cooking in the other room. It's just, like, so... It's so real. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck were we talking
2: about? <laughs> um, the club with Ryan. Oh, yes.
1: So I kind of approached him with this idea where I was, like, you know, I, I basically, like, shipped him out of the country on Christmas Eve to go get, get, get it together at some point. <laughs> um, and I was like, what if we wrote a Christmas song about this? Cause you know, we, we, it was just a, it was a really intense experience and both of us were kind of in a bad place and we, you know, we're, were kind of trying to take care of each other and get our lives back together. And, uh, the concept of turning that into a Christmas song was quite appealing to me. And so then I, I wrote, um, I kind of started it. I came with like the chorus and some of the verse and then he wrote the second verse and then he wrote the whole bridge, which is like where the bad list comes from. It's like fucking classic Briro. I was, like, I wrote all this shit and then you come in here with a bad list. Fucking fine, dude. Dang. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was a nice, I l- kind of love writing with like an assignment in mind. I find it kind of a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So when I have an idea for something, it, it becomes a fun exercise to figure out how to actually execute it, you know?
0: Yeah. All right.
2: That makes sense.
0: So, do you have a certain feeling that you want the listeners to have when they're listening to your album?
1: Despair, um, regret, uh, existential dread, occasional panic, the okay. um, feeling of looking out the window in the pouring rain, wondering if your dad's ever going to come home, right. you know? that's the vibe all right honestly it's yeah it's a funny time to put out a record because i can't tour and i can't play shows and it's like really gnarly in that respect but Mm -hmm. in another respect this literally is the perfect album to listen to whilst quarantined because of a plague and like depressed about the end of the world because that's kind of the general vibe of the
3: record yeah yeah Uh
2: wow that is perfect yeah i didn't even it didn't it never clicked but that yeah it's perfect <laughs> so how did you choose the opener and closers for the album like did you write them to be the opener and closer or did it just
1: happen no i always with the record it's it's like it's its own experience once you finish recording all the songs to figure out how to assemble them it is mm-hmm. kind of a little puzzle to like create the proper journey um and i actually the first version of this record had like a couple, three other songs on it that aren't on it. And mm-hmm. the bad list wasn't on it and the epilogue wasn't on it. And b- sort of right before I, I was going to put it out, I realized that I really wanted this record to feel very much like a cohesive world and have nothing that really took you out of it or like drew you out back into reality. Um, so I kind of restructured the thing and then resequenced it. And it's all just... Yeah, it's just like a little puzzle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of try, you try every real combination. And then when it hits right, you're just like, oh,
2: Yeah.
3: It's like
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, it
2: fits very well. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. yeah thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, since shows can't be played right now, how are you planning on connecting with the fans <laughs>
3: during
1: this crazy time? <laughs> I know you did a live
0: stream for the, uh, for the album, an album release show
1: yeah honestly um you know i i've been i've been prepping so much to like get my record out and make this you know i made this whole visual album and stuff so it's been a tremendous amount of work doing that and now and now that will be part of the next sort of phase to figure out because it's hard because we're all a little sick of seeing fucking live streams from people's bedrooms like i'm like i don't I don't care anymore, including me. Like I don't want to look at myself in my bedroom. Like well, this is my prison. This is my tiny prison. I was born in this room. I will die in this room. <laughs> help me, please. Help me,
0: please. <laughs> it's a cry for help.
1: <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, so I think that you know, honestly, it's it's really hard. It's really hard to not be able to play shows, particularly because my shows are such like immersive community building, like big enterprises. Yeah, that, they're like, not
0: even shows; they're proms. Yeah, Yeah. so it's
1: weird to have that, like, just utterly eradicated from my toolbox, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I'm just going to kind of continue to figure out, you know, new ways to engage and new ways to sort of keep this going. And I'm going to release each video from the the whole visual album separately. And then I think I'm going to do something really fun, which is have instrumentals of all of the songs and the videos are basically karaoke videos because they have the lyrics so I might release all the songs as instrumental like karaoke videos and then have a karaoke challenge so everyone can sing along and send in videos that would be really fun that's a lot of comedy
0: for you right there (laughs) (laughs) hours of endless content
1: you know, a lot of, I, uh, so many people who follow me are, play music and are like really, really good and send me these amazing videos of, of them singing my songs and I'm just like, fucking, you, do you want my job? Take my job, please, take my life.
2: Would you ever like collaborate with a fan?
1: Yeah, if they were sick.
2: Oh. Okay. Right. I mean, good,
1: good sick. Yeah, not like yeah, sick not like, sick, yeah. yeah I mean, like, I'm probably also sick. if they were sick sick, but oh, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. You know, the thing with me that's good to know is I am pretty much up for anything. <laughs> okay. right. Anything, if it's a little bit weird, I will pretty much say yes to. Um, a young fan asked me to to dictate her paper on human ex- the history of human experimentation in the United States. Hmm. That was like ten pages long, and I was like, absolutely yes, I will do this. Do not pay me. I, this is really funny please let me do this and so i recorded a half an hour of me reading a high school term paper about human experimentation in the united states oh because god. i thought it was funny and it was funny
0: oh wow it's iconic that's cr-
2: yeah that's crazy yeah. Oh my god. okay um so do you have any plans for shows when they come back like do you have any that are scheduled or that you're looking at <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's
1: about the response. <laughs> Do I have plans for the future, Lol. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm getting progressively more and more just like pretty deeply doomsday. So you don't even you don't even want to get
0: okay, okay. But time. what were the plans before the world ended? Are you able to uh, tell us that?
1: I mean, we were supposed to have a huge record release show prom again Aww. this year, like right around now. <laughs> okay. So it's that. That was a little devastating because um, mm. we were gonna we were gonna do the same place as last year, which is like this amazing Italian men's club from the '60s called the Garibaldina Society that basically looks like The Shining.
3: Okay.
1: Um, so yeah, so we were gonna do a big old thing, and then I had a bunch of interesting little concert ideas and was hoping to do an East Coast prom and Paris and London and just kind of take it everywhere and do the whole thing. But instead, I went to my room and then I never left.
0: Okay. Yeah, wow. my girlfriend Feel was up. like, "She's gonna come on the East Coast. We're going." I'm like, "Okay," and then Corona hit, and I'm like, "We're not going, I guess." Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I
1: know. I really. I spent. I like planned to spend this entire year traveling. Okay.
0: And then, Aww. yeah, that didn't happen. The world <laughs> set on fire instead.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, here we are. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Um. So I have a quick question. It isn't on the question list. I just thought of this. Um. What made you choose to go like the one person's dead in the music video, like in "Bad List"? You're dead, right? I'm a or sick was person?
1: Yeah. You're There's sick.
2: something wrong with me.
3: Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Okay.
1: Yeah, I honestly, I don't. I wish I could even explain that. Also, like, have you seen the Time Flies video where everyone's <laughs> dead? Yeah, I wanted to ask about that too. Like,
2: what? What's your there situation with dead there, people? There's a pattern here. How many
0: people do you have locked in your closet?
2: No, what's up with that? Let's talk about that.
0: Uh oh.
1: <laughs> We're next. Um oh, shit. Honestly, I have been so. When I was a little kid, I was just like, I was just obsessed with death. I've just always been obsessed with death. Like, it's just, death is my boy, you know? Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think there's an aspect of it that is quite positive. um, That is, like, the acceptance of death makes you much more aware of your life. Mm -hmm. And, like, I actually recently told my parents this. I do this, like, I'm really affectionate and really tell people that I love them a lot.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And I constantly call my parents to tell them that i love them every time i think about the fact that they're going to die i just told them that's why i'm always so nice to them because i'm constantly paranoid about the fact that they're going to die and so i must say i love you at all times okay. normal yeah <laughs> chill <laughs> 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 but yeah it's just like it's the you know like what else is there but death life yeah right what's left of it
0: <laughs> you <locked in laughs> throw it out the right window now. i don't know
1: <gasps> yeah um, so i don't i don't know what kind of answer that is but it happened okay. you, it it's, works yeah you know, it's
0: just i <laughs> am not okay and death is cool yeah. that's what i got from it um it's so when
1: always at your heels you know
0: yeah mm-hmm. so when you were able to play shows do you have any pre-show rituals
1: um, not not really, not like normal superstitious fucking handshake chant shit. I kind of hate that garbage. But I do like I do like a forty minute vocal warm up and do my makeup, and that's kind of like my like centering moment, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Um, and then after that, I'm just like, all right, let's fucking let's get it. Yeah. Okay.
2: All right. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. Um. So when shows were around and happening. Uh, what this were is so about? sad. It really <laughs> is. When,
1: when we used to have live, when shows used to exist.
2: When we used to go outside. Um, what were your top three songs to perform? To perform live? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. God, I can't even fucking remember of shows. It's so of <laughs> um, All of of Tears, of is not on the record, is mm-hmm. always a fun song. Is a, is a fun closer because I always get everyone on stage and we all do the stomp clap together and it's a whole, it's a whole vibe, yeah. you know?
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and To Forget You is always, is always fun life because To Forget You literally is the, is the only song that isn't just, like, truly tragic. Like, it's still pretty, it's, like, about longing and regret, but it's the only song I've ever written when I was in a moment of, like, uh, madly in love. So every time I play that, it's like I'm right back there and I get to feel that again for that moment. And it's like it's like taking a pill and like you are suddenly just right back there and you feel it and then the song ends and you're like, Yeah, I never actually really loved that guy. I was totally just like bamboozled by Paris the next time I saw him, I was like, This guy's kind of a nerd. But (laughs) for a moment I get it, you know? I get the good stuff.
3: (laughs) Makes sense.
0: And you have a third because that was only two
1: yeah fucking okay, come on buddy
2: <laughs> one more um
1: uh, you know what i've been playing um i've been playing june gloom uh, which is like off the first the like record that i fucking wrote when i was 16 mm-hmm. um that i hadn't you know played in fucking 10 years and then the last couple of shows i've played it and it's it's been really fun Is mm-hmm. it yeah it's a strange song that like really kind of holds a specific space for people like i don't know it's 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 interesting to revisit that and go back to that moment and it's also like fucking rock and distorted guitars and it's really fun yeah
3: yeah okay
0: um so barring the world doesn't end where do you see the project in the next five years
1: hell is wrong with you what are you (laughs) what are you thinking making plans for the future honestly i'm like when does the fucking meteor come dude like oh, five man. years from now five years from now we're underwater bro what huh. also this is i realized that me on podcast is like i'm just a conspiracy theory podcast <laughs> That's like my vibe. it was like full doomsday um I, I honestly have no idea. I really would like to get out of America because I think it's horrible here and I don't think it can be saved and I fucking hate it and I want to move to Paris. Mm-hmm. So that's right. first on my
2: list. Solid okay. plan.
1: And then next on my list is just like try try to become the head of like an apocalypse gang so that I can okay. protect myself, you know, in the coming times, mm-hmm. which I feel like I could do pretty easily. I feel mm-hmm. like I could I could take over like an end of the world gang. Pretty, I can see that I'm happening. Also, I'm also really strong,
0: okay.
1: very surprisingly strong. All
0: right.
1: So these are the things that I think about instead of where I want my career to be in five years. I'm yeah. doing,
2: uh, apocalypse <laughs> gangs.
1: Okay.
0: I mean, All right. good to be prepared.
2: I'm being yeah. practical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so in five years, you will be leading a uh, Paris apocalyptic gang. Uh, apocalyptic gang in Paris. Babe, you fucking get it. <laughs> no. If well. I ever go it's to like, Paris, it sounds amazing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds great. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right. uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you can join. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> I can cook. So, like, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Uh-huh. Yes. Everyone yeah. has a job. All right. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, for the last couple questions, we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to Death Row. Uh, so, if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh, um, gluten-free...
1: This is going to be really fucking weird, and I apologize for that answer. <laughs> fucking uh, gluten-free cheese pizza with jalapenos cooked burnt to a fucking crisp. Okay. Uh, watermelon Sour Patch Kids. Um, either a spicy margarita or a filthy vodka martini.
2: Okay. okay all right Solid. I mean,
1: you like how easy it was for me to answer that question as if yeah. i not thought about this before <laughs> yeah
0: i'm not surprised and the burnt to a crisp part honestly doesn't surprise me either
1: it yeah. surprised me jesus christ you <laughs> i like a- i like all my food so burnt that like i have to tell waiters like fuck it up like make it so that other people wouldn't eat it wow there's there's like a lot of things wrong with me i can't explain you like you
0: go that. out in public and they're like what does she need yeah. to go somewhere, like, that isn't yes. here? Okay.
1: Also, it's like, I can't just talk to, like, strangers normally. So I literally, like, me talking to waiters is like, no, you don't understand. Fuck me up. And they're like, lady, this is an Applebee's. <laughs> and
0: they're like, <laughs> and you're like, but fuck it up. And they're like, I can't.
2: <laughs> How many times have you had to, like, send back an order because it wasn't burnt enough? A lot.
0: A oh lot. My God. <laughs> Do they look That's at
2: so- you like. Yeah.
0: They're they're their worst nightmare.
2: Yeah, honestly,
1: mostly just because it's like it's so gross to everyone. I also I went through a period where I I only drank Bloody Marys like as my drink all the time, for like a year. And I would ask for so much Tabasco in them that 90 percent of the time they would give them to me for free because they're like, this is disgusting and there's (laughs) something wrong with you. Please take this away from me and please do not come back to our bar. I can barely taste or smell, so I'm completely addicted to hot sauce.
3: Okay.
0: Oh. All
2: right. Iconic. (laughs) Yeah, iconic. She drinks it. Um, One word for it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live?
1: One fictional world for Mm -hmm. a week? Fuck. That's a very interesting question. God damn it. I'm like, I'm thinking about all my fictional, favorite fictional worlds, and I'm like, not, they're dangerous.
0: (laughs) It sounds like you survived, though.
1: Yeah. It's true. I mean, right now, honestly, have either of you ever watched The Magicians?
0: My mom has. I have not.
1: My mom has fucking (laughs) classic. Well, it's fucking amazing, and I am obsessed with it. And I am obsessed with this, there's this character named Elliot i want him to be my best friend more than anything and i basically want to be in that show in that reality just so i could be a best friend with him that's what i want okay okay wow. yeah
3: nice. that's
1: wholesome yeah, yeah. It? it's kind of wholesome right yeah it it's is the Apple-
0: most wholesome shout out answer. to
1: Hale appleman i'm obsessed with you yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah that's the most wholesome answer you've given the entire <laughs>
2: yeah
1: well i've set the bar pretty low <laughs> <laughs>
2: Great. um so I have the honor of asking the last question and everybody we've spoken to has said it's the most important question. What is your favorite color? Periwinkle. Periwinkle? Ooh,
0: oddly that's specific. Nice color. You'll have to see yeah.
1: it.
2: Yeah. Da- I uh, are not
1: all my answers <laughs> oddly specific? <laughs> They're
0: oddly fucked yeah. up. That's, that's yeah. what they are. <laughs> so I don't think you can give me a fucked up answer for this one, but we're going to see. As Glory said, that's all the questions we have for you today. Is there anything you'd like to plug?
1: Um, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I would like to plug actually, yes, my record is out. I mean, obviously they told you this shit, but you can, you can buy the the vinyl on my web store, which is thezberg.com and it's really, really beautiful on vinyl. And I also sell some apocalypse supplies, like a mask with my finger tattoo on, on the mouth honestly what is wrong with me i don't even know and a journal entitled screaming into the void that has all the lyrics printed in it and then blank pages for you to write your own sad sad songs in it and also watch my visual album which is on youtube because during quarantine i made a video for every motherfucking song on my record (laughs) because i haven't been able to leave my room so somebody please watch it and let there be a reason that i did this
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: and join my fucking paris gang in the apocalypse mm-hmm. next year once i move looking for recruits probably women only but we'll see
0: all right all right, all right. um well thank you for sitting now with us and congrats on the album of course yes. uh this has been the birds <laughs> and we're the good noise podcast